श्री गुरु वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जय अंतराज श्रीमद भागवत की जय continuing our discussions of Srimad Bhagavatam, 6th Canto, chapter, Canto 1. This is a chapter that uh, is constituted of the discussion between Nard and Vyas, where Vyas has asked some questions at the onset of the chapter that have inspired Nard to continue to explain his his story, the story of his Enlightenment, as we said before, Narada, in this respect, in Bhagavatam, sets an example of a sadhana siddha. Hmm? How by sadhu sangha, his birth in bhakti took place, and by good, by their mercy, he took prasad and got initiated, and so on, and practiced, and had darshan of the Lord. The Lord disappeared. That further drove him onward in his devotion. And um, the Lord reappeared in the form of speaking to him, instructed him in various ways, and so forth. And subsequently he followed those instructions, carried on hearing, chanting, remembering the pastimes of the Lord, and he was awarded a transcendental form suitable for serving the Lord eternally. So we heard that how Narad received his spiritual form At the same time that Narada is a, an example of a sadhana siddha, he's a very complex person in the Bhagavatam, and uh, so much so that he represents the sadhana siddha, he represents a nitya siddha, he represents, in some instances, different jivas taking the role of a Narada in the world, and um, in some respects he is considered to be an incarnation of uh, Bhagavan Narayana. So a very complex uh, person. Mm-hmm. And some of that complexity comes to bear here in tonight's verse. Uh, we heard how he received his transcendental form and that coincided with his death, like lightning and the corresponding thunder or thunder and the corresponding lightning, something like that, um, that uh, immediately follow one another, that cannot be distinguished from one another uh, uh, simultaneously, in, in, in a sense, with death he got his spiritual body. <clears throat> and, of course, that death was, uh, was the, uh, the passing of his sadhakadeha that he had perfected by his spiritual practice, so it included the death obviously of his uh, false, any false sense of identity, false ego, the real death, if you will, and w- without which there's no real, uh, there's no eternal birth. So um, he got that form, and we mentioned how it, in some respects that differs from Gaudiya Vaishnavism, which is a Ragmarg path. Narada is an example of a perfected devotee in the Vaidhi Marg. And uh, he worships the Lord, that means, with some some regard, always knowing him to be the personality of Godhead, which is something that the inhabitants of Vrindavana lose sight of uh, by the force of their bhakti. Mm-hmm. And so 
the ragmarg, which leads to that type of uh, devotion, is um, a little different with regard to attaining the transcendental form. Nard passed, attained it, and he was perfect. Uh, a little different because, as I, I say, because I believe Vishwana Chakritakur emphasizes the point in his Madhuri Kadambani that uh, the perfected devotee in the Ragmarg will have the darshan of the Lord and then will take birth in the Leela and so forth. And in the company of the associates of the Lord, uh, the devotee will develop their e- emotional relationship as a friend or lover and so forth. In terms of the the uh, types of, that's called a stayibhav, the types of de- development that each basic stayibhav can uh, experience. Uh, these things are mentioned in Sanskrit terms, sneha, man, uh, pranai, uh, rag, anurag, bhav, mahabhav, and so forth, relative to the particular type of relationship with, with the Lord that one has in Ragmakti, then these kind of developments will come, not all of them for all of the different relationships. This is all explained by Rupa Goswami. It's also brought out by Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami and Chaitanya Charitamrita, where he, he cites Rupa Goswami in this regard. Hmm? He cites Krishna's Kaviraj, as we know readily, the Bhagavatam and other texts that are universally accepted to, to support his points, but some of his points are kind of off the map of the texts, in a sense, and not entirely, because they are there in the writings of Rupa Goswami, and his writings are supported by the texts. But um, was, as we know, with regard to Rasa Tattva, the support is more uh, basic. Rasa Saha. He, Brahman, is Rasa, for example, from the Taitare Upanishad. And... From there, then, uh, Rupa Goswami takes a, a, his transcendental leap and explains Vedanta from an aesthetic point of view using the aesthetic language of Bharata and, uh, and other aestheticians, uh, secular uh, scholars in the field of Indian aesthetics, which is the language here uh, of, of art, drama, poetry, and so on and so forth. And so he adopts that language then to explain that, which is kind of off the map, if you will, but this, but not entirely it's where the scriptures are pointing to. As Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, the Shrotram Api Upanishadam Nure Harikata So the sounds of the Upanishads, they are far from uh, where... They leave us far from where Harikata can take us. And then he goes on to explain Kampashru Palakala uh, in his verse, Chaitanya Mahabhu, uh, all the different transformations of Sattvika Bhavas, for example. Hmm? The, the, these are not prominent in, uh, in Shantarasa. Hmm? And Shantarasa is that kind of rasa that that the optimum is obtainable by bhakti mixed with karma, jnana, or yoga. Hmm? On the lower end, liberation is attained. On the higher end, rati in bhava in shanta. And shanta bhava, shantaras is only one of the five 
that from which one can attain and go onward, possibly to dasiras, ras, ras, sakiras, and so forth. Hmm? So it's it's therefore it's not emphasized um, in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. We know Krishna Kaviraj Goswami said <coughs> Mahaprabhu came to give the four mellows of Braj, Dasyarasa, Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya, Madhurya. He's coming he says he's coming to give Braj Bhakti and it's constituted really of these rasas. Shantaras may be there indirectly, but it's not it's not emphasized. Hmm? So it's almost like kind of a rasa <laughs> in from the Gaudiya perspective. At any rate, so the Upanishads and their aphorisms and so forth kind of pointing in this direction. And, um, of course, the Bhagavatam is talking about the Brajlila and all those affairs. And Rupa Goswami is a member of that Brajlila, so he's trying to talk about that. It's not that it's not there in the scripture. The idea is there, the concept is there, but the details about that, that he's trying to find words to con- that he might convey that to people of this world. Um, uh, for that, he has imported in this aesthetic language and all these titles, names, uh, terms, I should say, uh, are all mostly uh, derived from, from there. And he's making some parallel between uh, love in this world, the psych- love psychology, and the love, the love experience and uh, transcendental psychology of bhakti rasa. Hmm? So he kind of goes off the map in a sense, but the Braj Bhakti is off the map. This is this is uh, the message of Uddhava, for example, who was the Shastravit. He knew everything in the Shastra that so much so that he was the the advisor of Krishna in Dwarka. But he was sent to bring a message to the inhabitants of Vrindavan and to the gopis in particular, only to find out that he had a lesson to be learned there. He was bringing a lesson to them that Krishna had penned and uh, told him to deliver. And uh, he found that, they, that their response was a lesson to himself about bhakti, a kind of bhakti that's off the map. Shruti bim So it, where the shruti kind of points to these, uh, Rupa Goswami said something li- uh, like this in his Namastakam, where he says that, uh, what is that? Moliatmarat, <laughs> I forget. Uh, no, 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 no. In Namastakam, he says that the Upanishad, the, these, these statements of the Upanishads, these spiritual statements, you are that, aham brahmasmi, and so on and so forth, um, or you are his, if you want to give it a Gaudiya interpretation, even for that matter. He said, these are like a like garland of, ge- of, of, of gems. Gems have an effulgence, they give light. And they're all that garland of gems is, is surrounding the holy name which they seek to shed, to put light on, on this one sound, Krishna, really. Krishna, these two syllables. They're, they're all like just, just pointing in that direction, hmm? shedding light on it that we might, if we understand them properly, Anabriti Shabdat, Anabriti He Shabdat. It may be taken in this way, the last aphorism of the sutras of, of, of Bhadarayana, of, of Yas. Hmm? It says, 
going there, one doesn't return. Going there, wasn't, one doesn't return because of the scripture, because of sound. Hmm? Anavrti, not returning, shabdat, sound, not returning because of sound. Hmm? So it, it means the sound, the scriptures say, going there, one doesn't return. But it can also mean uh, going there by sound, the world comes into being to, as it's thought um, in, in the Vedanta by sound. Hmm? You know, Brahma received the power and then by mantra the world unfolds. In string theory it's sometimes said that the, that the, that the world is, is like, uh, like a, the concert of God, something like a sophisticated um, theory in, um, I guess, theoretical physics. I guess that would be the field <laughs> it fits into. So a uh, string, like like strings, like on, like on the vena of Narada that we're going to hear about here. Um, so uh, as the world comes into being, this is another way of thinking of this final sutra of Vyas, by sound, by sound it will come to an end. And that sound is ultimately these two syllables, Krishna. Hmm? So the Upanishads are pointing in that direction. And what can be had, what can be experienced by these two sounds, it's difficult to put into words, is, is kind of um, the idea. So Rupa Goswami has, has done that. I wanted to say hereby that, that Krishnadas Kaviraj in some places refers to him hmm, as pramana, as evidence to support his points. And this is the way in which as I've said before in recent discussions, uh, sometimes the, the sayings of the guru, the statements of the guru, take on a, 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 a canonical uh, type of uh, hmm? canonical type of uh, status. A canon means like the scriptures, hmm? not like a you know one of those a, a different type of canon. <laughs> powerful too but uh, <laughs> prophet called them like bombs right so just dropping them and uh, and, uh, and they'll have their effect so Rupa Goswami's work has taken on a canonical a scriptural kind of a uh, um, status in Gaudiya Vaishnavism and we will reason it, it should for Circles uh, beyond, uh, be, uh, outside the circle of Gaudiya Vaishnavism as, as well, because it's well supported by the scriptures that they support, and it's really therefore we call them sometimes works of Rupa Sanatan, for example, Jiva Goswami, Bhakti Shastras, Nana Shastra Vicharana Ikanipuno Saddharma Samstapako Lokanamitakarno Tibuvani Manyosharanakaro. So they took from all these scriptures and compiled their scriptures, which were essentially taking, uh, explaining bhakti, which is what these two chapters, five and six now that we're concluding, is all about. Nard's despondency, I guess it began, uh, Vyasa's, Vyasa's, excuse me, I guess it began even earlier on. Hmm? And uh, I guess at the end of the fourth and the fifth, he begins to express it, and Nard comes and gives the answer. Hmm? Here, Despondency is because 
we haven't emphasized sufficiently bhakti, which is really what the scriptures are all about. This is the real essence. This is what they're real, all, actually all pointing to, um, directly or, or indirectly. So this is the Goswamis they sought to show. This is why we say, this is the Nard Bhagavatam. Hmm? Nard speaking the Bhagavatam. One of the speakings of the Bhagavatam. Like Krishna spoke it to Brahma. Brahma gave it to Nard. Nard's giving it to Vyas. Sukadeva giving it to uh, Parikshit Maharaj. Sutta Goswami heard it, gave it to the sages. So on and so forth. So Rupa Goswami is, is giving the Bhagavatam. The Goswami, they're giving the Bhagavatam. The essence. They're, they're, this is what it's about. Um, bhakti is the way. Bhakti is the is the goal. Hmm? Bhakti is that by which yayatma supersedati, hmm? the self will become fully satisfied. Hmm? Because why? It fully satisfies the supreme self. Hmm? Hmm? So it will satisfy you, his part and parcel, something like that. Hmm? We beautify ourselves by beautifying the Lord, by glorifying him, hmm? which causes him to come and want to share himself with those who may be around us, not just to hear his name chanted, hmm? but uh, he answers to the heart of his devotee, and his heart that heart is soft, and so he distributes himself thereby when that devotee chants, and he comes to others. So... <clears throat> So it's, uh, I want to say it's very uh, justifiable, very reasonable for Krishna Skaviraj to quote Rupa Goswami here and there to give support to his some of his um, ideas about Chaitanya Bhakti. And somehow we got off on the, that uh, loop. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Good thing to get lost in. <laughs> Doesn't happen often to me, but sometimes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so at any rate, here in 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 uh, I wanted to say in 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 Bhagavatam, there's the Nard getting his swarup, but there's some differences between the way in which it's described, for example, by Vishwanathakti Thakur, in his um, Madhuri Kadambini, where he says that. The Ragbhakta first takes birth in Krishna Lila, where Krishna Lila is being performed on earth, where he can develop in terms of sneha, man, pranaya, rag, rag, bhav, mahabhav, relative to his basic stayibhav as a dasya or sakya, and so forth. And again, shanta was the point, is not being emphasized here. Hmm? Um, in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's School and for good for good reason, um, and however, hmm, we do not find that in Brihad Bhagavatamrita of Sanatana Goswami in the story of Gopu Kumar, he doesn't take birth where Krishna is performing his lila, and and so there, it is an emphasis of Vishwanatha where he has some some importance, no doubt, but it may not always be the case. Hmm? Um, but nonetheless, Nard's situation is different, at least in the sense that he is a Vaidhi Bhakta. And it's different in other senses. And, and, and tonight's verses, or verse, give us some uh, sense of that 
as I said, as I began, Nard's story here is the story of a, of a sadhana siddha. Very useful for us. Hmm? How a sadhaka becomes a siddha, which is our task, right? But he's a more complex person than that. So we've kind of learned that lesson. Now some other aspects of Narada are coming out. Therefore, he says here, after saying he attained his, his swarup, his spiritual body, there's kind of a question implied on Narada's part, or on Vyasa's part. You got a spiritual body, but you're the son of Brahma. How do I put all this together here? You know, I thought you know, the, it, it, it said you're the son of Brahma. Hmm? But how you got this body from, from Krishna? And uh, he's kind of wondering. <laughs> so Narada's a complicated person, as I say. So Kalpanta idam adhaya shayane ambasi udanbataha shishai shor anupranam bibishayan tantaraham bibho. He says, Kalpante. Well, let me explain. Kalpante. At the end of the Kalpa, the end of the day of Brahma, idam adaya shayane ambasi udanbataha. These are all words describing the Mahavishnu's rest, his inhalation, his uh, his shayane, having lied down to sleep, ambhasi, um, uh, in the water, the causal water, hmm? describing Nard's Mahavishnu's situation, udanvataha, devastation. So kalpante. There's some kind of, at the end of each kalpa, each day of Brahma, partial devastation. And uh, he's, uh, uh, and he says, at, at that time, during the partial devastation, shishayishor anupranam bibishe antar aham bibho. Shish, Shishayishur, the personality of Godhead, Narayan, Anupranam, breathing, Bibhishe, hmm? entered into Aham, Bibho. He says, at that time I entered into Brahma, who entered into Vishnu. Hmm? It's a little, it seems to be talking about the entire devastation where Brahma enters in, but he says at the end of a kalpa, so. Let's call it the end of the last day of Brahma, hmm? and the, the entire devastation, where Brahma and all the living beings all wound up like a like a like a spider after spinning his web, hmm? winds it all back into himself, hmm? and takes a rest. I think I don't know if he does, but sometimes this example is given of the world. Uh, <laughs> So it all comes back into Vishnu. And he said, Nard says, at that time I merged into Brahma, who merged into Vishnu. So this is not the ordinary situation. You're not going to get your Swarup <laughs> and uh, then merge into Brahma and, uh, and merge into Mahavishnu. This is a special situation that's relative to Nard and his extraordinary position in, um, 
in distributing bhakti, actually. That, that's what Narada is all about. It's uh, mentioned in the third canto, the birth of Brahma, which Vyasa is kind of asking about here. It's the implied question that like Narada sees some, some doubt on his mind. Oh, let me satisfy you. There it's mentioned that, oh, this one is born, Daksha is born from the thumb, and this Vashishta is born from this, and that, and, 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 and uh, uh, Utsangat Narada Jagye. Hmm? That uh, Narada is born from, it said, uh, Vishwana says, in his commentary on that particular verse of in third canto, from the lap, hmm? from the lap, from the lap of Brahma, means where you would affectionately hold someone, hmm? your shisha, hmm? for example, your 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 issue, your son, you know, your your child, you hold in the lap, you know, it's a safe place, right? Hmm? You're holding, and there's also further support. Underneath, it's a place of affection. Hmm? Prabhupada refers to it as as as, as from from the deliberation. Hmm? But of course, we deliberate to have a son, and then this gives rise to the heart and affections for us, and so on and so forth. Utsangan hmm? also means from from the association of devotees. So this is really the idea. Nard, the person of Nard, the idea of Nard that we've heard about here, is this is issuing forth from the association of devotees, which is the seat of affection. Hmm. Yeah, and of course we heard how he got the association of the devotees and he became Nard and so on and so forth. So you have to look at these things a little bit um, thoughtfully. Especially if you, someone says, I don't believe in your philosophy because you got all these four-headed Brahmas and, and sacred waters, oceans, and people sleep, some big guy sleeping in it, and, and so on. Hmm? All, the, all these things have other meanings as well, and they may be experienced also, hmm? but not in a in 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 the context of of bhakti, hmm? uh, uh, of course, we should be clear on this that the the description of the world, if you will, of the of the of the the, the cosmogony hmm, that we find in Bhagavatam is 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 not one which is referred to here and it's been referred to in other places in these in this uh, life of Narada is not something that the author of the Bhagavatam, Vyas, in his most mature, as it's presented here, stage of devotion, is very much attached to. Hmm? Uh, Sugadeva is asked in the Bhagavat by Parikshit Marsh, tell me something about the material world, the energy, the, the material energy of Bhagavan, because by hearing about that, my devotion for him will grow. Hmm? And Sukadeva says, well, you know, it's basically a transformation of the modes of nature. That's what it is. Things are always in flux and changing. You can't get a grip on anything here. And it's, it's fascinating. 
And let, but anyway, let me explain to you what the what the Puranic reciters how they have described it. We'll go with that. Mm-hmm. And of course, what is he described? This fascinating world that's. If you look at modern uh, astrophysics and that that kind of science and so forth, where these things like the string theory come, it's just about as fascinating. And uh, with the ideas of parallel universes, and uh, it's quite bizarre, actually. Ten dimensions are posited in some instances, and so forth. Um, so uh, the gist of it is. It's a fascinating place, uh, very fascinating, and, and so this it's it and it's it's non different from its source. Mm. The effect is non different from the cause. This is kind of a, one of those, you know, design arguments. From the effect, you can understand something about the cause. The effect is fascinating. The cause must be fascinating, mm. and more so. Mm. Um, but these are the, just kind of the general ideas to, to, to draw from this. We don't find from the statement of Sugadev that even he himself is that preoccupied with it. Uh, in the comments of Ramanuja, Shankar, and others, uh, Acharyas, that predate you know, the Gaudiya dispensation <coughs> and so forth, we find them just more or less uh, taking these descriptions and using them for their purpose of elaborating a doctrine of the self, uh, one self in the case of, of, of uh, Shankar, an advocate, advocacy of, of, in the beginning there was consciousness. Hmm? And that's all there was and all there ever will be. This is kind of his um, idea. And then you've got Ramanuja, for example, uh, with the, the further idea, no, there, there was consciousness and it was diversified into individuals and in the Supreme Lord and and to have a relationship with him, this is the ideal. And so this is what they want to talk about. Like I've said before, the same holds true with the Goswamis and more so. Hmm? It's not that they have very extensive commentaries on the fifth canto of the Bhagavatam, hmm, for example. Hmm? And, and as I've said before, what follows the fifth canto of the Bhagavatam is the sixth canto. The fifth canto ends with a description of the hells, and we enter in the sixth canto, and and Bridget Mar says, "That's horrible. <laughs> How could people be saved from that?" And and then the story of Ajamil is given. Hmm? By Nam, indeed, by Nam, you will never even see hell, even if you deserve to go there by other, you know, ways of calculating, other dharmic ways of calculating. Ajamil deserved to go to the hell. But he didn't even see it. The, the Vishnu Dutas represent, or the, the Yama Dutas representing the, you know, taking to the Yama Dutas. I mean, the, the messengers of Yama, of law. Hmm? The messengers of law have no jurisdiction over the, those who, who have been graced by, by Nam enough to utter it themselves, even in, uh, even in, a, in a, a shadow of it, is, is the idea. So this is the teaching, we see, of the Bhagavatam. They're concerned, as I said, with the subjective side of life, not the objective side, very much. They are not, they're not trying to, you know, they, 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 the Bhagavatam takes the Sankhya explanation of 
the kind of development of the different elements and imports it in, which was, and, and, and it but takes out some of the elements of Sankhya that do away with, uh, with um, uh, consciousness being the primary mover and, and Bhagwan and so forth. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a, what I want to say is Jiva Goswami could have as well been living today and said the same thing, hmm? Hmm? given the same message. Given today we have, people have a different understanding of the way the world worked, which is always up for update and, <laughs> and change, and it doesn't matter that much. There used to be a time when people uh, thought that the sun was moving, that the, that the planets were moving around the earth, right? A, a, what would be called a geocentric worldview. And later, with Kepler, Kelper, Kelper, and Copernicus, more famous, you know, they, they, they came to the understanding through math and so forth that actually Earth's moving around the sun. What advantage has, have we derived from that? Hmm? Quite a bit of material advantage, but has it helped us to realize the self and to love God? <laughs> no, the op- full opportunity to realize love, love God is there, even if you think that the planets revolve around the Earth. It has, in other words, that understanding then taken and put in the hands of technology has given us conveniences and so forth. It gives us ways to communicate and talk about things and so forth. But mostly we just talk about <laughs> the same things like Prabhupada used to say, dog is running on four legs and man is riding on four wheels, blowing the horn, the dog is barking, and, you know, there's no difference. Hmm? Um, these are simple statements that are, that are quite uh, profound. So we don't find that the Vedantins, the Rishis, the Sages, the Acharyas are that concerned with the whole, the details. And for good reason. They're interested in the self, in consciousness. So, therefore, sometimes we want to talk about these things in ways to draw something from them that will enable us to speak about them in the modern world in an an essential way without being burdened by someone's uh, objections that I don't want to, I can't take your... Your, your, your doctrine, you're seriously because I don't believe in people with four heads or something like that. Um, um, we're saying something more than that. Hmm? Um, we're talking about something that's almost not dependent upon that, in a sense. But let's talk about it in a way that we can derive meaning from it. And Brahma was the first thought about everything from all directions with his foreheads and what did he realize he needed to do tapa he's just a big here he is the big creator Brahma he's got four heads hmm? and what does he realize at the dawn of creation the very opposite of what he's more or less uh, uh, what, uh, what his disposition would, would cause him to do in other words, he's the personification of the Rajaguna, so that means to going, going outward, acquisition, changing things, moving things around, improving the material world. And the very first thing he learns is tapa, go within, do austerity, hmm? sacrifice, give, don't take. Hmm? Rajaguna's like taking and organizing and making acquisition and so forth. Hmm? 
these are the kind of essential points we need to draw here. Again, Narada is born from Utsangan Narada Kabjne Bhagavatam says he's born from the affectionate spot in Brahma, who's the son of Vishnu, means the first jiva, the conglomerate of jivas. This is Brahma. And then they expand from there, from moving from a from a, a condition of homogeneity to heterogeneity, where they merged in sleep. Their karma, the the the, the waking world, the dreaming world, these things have been have they've been turned off. The jivas in a deep slumber. They're turned back on, and the karma calls them. And so they move towards individuality. That and they are individuals, but also, but also an individuality that's derived from karma, which is problematic, and so forth. And and anyway, Brahma is the first, so to speak, uh, conglomerate of the jivas, firstborn, Aja, firstborn of Vishnu. See, he, so and and Nard is coming from the from his, from his. Uh, Heart space from his, uh, you know, uh, the affectionate place in him, and what is that? Uh, again, real affection comes in sadhusanga. Narada is born of sadhusanga. Sadhusanga, Narada means Narada. Hmm? This is the meaning. Hmm? Nara means Nara means. Um, Water, and ayana means to reside. Who resides in water? Hmm? So we find that the the narayana is residing in the causal ocean on his raft of seish, hmm? floating around. Just the idea is just just like you know you want to float around in the ocean on a sip and a drink with Lakshmi massage in your feet, you know. This is not. This is Vishnu. He has nothing to do. He's floating around on his raft of Ananta Sage. He's got an umbrella. He can move up and down according to the sun. He's just floating around. <laughs> Lakshmi's there, massaging his feet. He's got nothing to do. This is this is God, Bhagawan. He's just. He has no purpose to fulfill. Hmm? But, but he he. He feels so full that he that he wants to express his fullness. So the one becomes many, the world starts, and of course, then he incarnates within it to resolve the problem that arise, establish dharma, and help the 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 many meet their maker and and more, especially in conjunction with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's descent. So, <laughs> so. Yeah, this is uh, this is the this is the, the, the Mahavishnu. Lokavatuli hmm? The world is just his his joy. This is this is the kind of lila Mahavishnu performed, the Srishti lila. Hmm? And uh, his name is Narayana. Hmm? He's residing in the waters, and of course, water also means life. Hmm? Water is life. 
So life resides in him, he resides in life, he's in everything, everything's in him, he's outside of everything at the same time. Nada means also humans. Hmm? Humans mean the, the, the full evolution of consciousness, um, where, where, they, where, where consciousness becomes aware of itself in the human dress, and so he is the abode of all humans. It means all jivas, which he is, but particularly the jivas are 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 uh, in this sense referred to as as the humans, because these are the jivas that are awake to the fact that they exist. Hmm? So anyway, he's the shelter of all jivas. The human body is made up mostly of water. All these things, all these ideas are there. Hmm? Uh, so, uh, so he, he is Narada, and Da means Da, Dadati, give. So he gives Nara. He gives. He he gives Narayana. It means the one who gives Narayana, and and how does he give Narayana? Hmm? By giving Bhakti. Hmm? Because bhakti is non-different from Narayana, one and different. Love of Nar- love of God is non-different from from God. So this is not he he gives bhakti, and that's what we see. Hmm? He got bhakti. He's giving bhakti. He's going to go on and talk about his vina and his chanting and what he does and and how he is Narada, hmm? the one who gives bhakti. He's born of affection. Utsangat Narajabhya. He's born of affection, of Sadhu Sangha. This is a most affectionate uh, place where sadhus gather and their hearts are melted hmm? in love with Bhagawan. Naturally, they have compassion for other living beings. Hmm? So, born of that, then naturally, when you raised on that, you know, you kind of act the way you were raised. Unfortunately, <laughs> so, sometimes we got to change that. But, but he, how was he raised? He, his, he's born of sadhu sangha, such an affectionate. And this is, of course, our spiritual birth. Hmm? Also, hmm? that should that should mean that if we understand our spiritual birth properly, if we've really reflected on that and so forth, uh, then we should be able to be affectionate to others. Hmm? We should be kind-hearted to others. So, Nard is this is natural for him. Hmm? He's the giver of bhakti wherever he goes. Hmm? And he says here that that sahasra yuga paryante utayedam shikshikshataha marichi misha vishaya pranebhyoham chad. John Gray. Uh, after uh, Sahasra Yuga, a thousand yugas, when Brahma woke to create again by the will of the Lord, all the rishis like Marichi, Angira, Atri, and so on were all created from the transcendental body of the Lord. I also appeared along with them, he says. But since then, he says, Antar Bahis Chalokam Strin 
Pariyami Askandita Brata Anugrahan Mahavishnu Abhighata Gatikachit. Since then, by the grace of Mahavishnu, I travel everywhere. And I travel Askandita without any restriction. This is all the causeless mercy of Vishnu. I go through all, anywhere, all the divisions of the material world, Om Bur Bubha, Swa. This is because I'm fixed in unbroken bhakti, unbroken devotional service to the personality of God. So nothing can get in the way of that. So he's saying here, he's implying, I was born with Marichi and these others and so forth, but, and the Kumaras, and so, but I'm different from them. Mm-hmm. Hmm? I go anywhere. Hmm? Marichi means people under the influence of karma. They have some restriction on them. Mm-hmm. The Kumaras are also implied here. Hmm? And, and they can't go to Vaikuntha. Hmm? They went to go to Vaikuntha and the gatekeeper stopped them. They were jnanis. Hmm? So the karmis have some restriction. The jnanis, even the self-realized souls, have some restriction. But in bhakti, there's no restriction. Therefore, again, this message is coming, which is what Vyas needs to hear. Bhakti can satisfy the self. There's no restriction, unrestricted life, free, mo- free roaming, and no charges. Hmm? <laughs> You can go anywhere and commune, commune, commune with anyone, <laughs> huh? near and far. You can go to Vaikuntha and you can come back. Hmm? That's different. <laughs> that doesn't mean to take birth in the material world, but it, uh, this is Nard's extraordinary position. And he's saying, he's really saying, I am the example of the, of the, of, of the freedom hmm? of heart and the unlimited possibilities of bhakti. Hmm? Which is again what we were all, you know, seeking. Hmm? Uh, I'm different from them, from the, those in karma, those in 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 uh, in, in, in Gyanmarg. And I'm different from those also in mixed mm-hmm. Gyan mixed bhakti mixed with Gyan, bhakti mixed with karma. Hmm? I can go anywhere. I can go to Goloka. Hmm? Of course, I have a particular role there. I go and talk to Kamsa <laughs> and, <laughs> and other things that, that, that the past times of Krishna may play themselves out and so on. Hmm? Narada's birth from Brahma, Vishnu hmm? Thakur explains, it's like Krishna's birth from Nishoda. Hmm? It's a Leela, in other words. It's a Leela. Hmm? Krishna enters the body of your soul and he's actually born there and this is a Leela. He's unborn, in other words. Mm-hmm. So this is his actual position. But for Leela, and a particular Leela that is, as I say, makes him a, uh, a not the typical sadhaka, not the typical siddha, hmm? we're not to draw certain conclusions from Narada's example, like I said, that we will enter into the Mahavishnu at the time of getting our Swarup or when the world ends and so on, that we'll, we'll, we'll travel like him. No, we will follow the path that the Goswamis have outlined for us, that, they, that through our parampara that has come to us. Hmm? That window of opportunity doesn't get bigger than that. We'll go through that. Hmm? 
That's a position that Nard himself holds in great regard. Hmm? And if we attain it, how much regard we will have for Narada also. That is Trinadapi Sunichana. That is the ground then of that place. When Narada comes into Goloka, they don't all go, hey, here comes a Bhaiti Bhakta. Tell him he's in the wrong place. No. <laughs> they, they, they show great regard to Narada, hmm? very humbly. So, uh, we'll continue with this. He's going to say a little bit more about his lifestyle. Hmm? Lifestyle of the rich and famous, rich with bhakti, and evejaj gushuk tribhuvan. He's famous all over the three worlds, as it's said here. <laughs> Is there any question? Yes. Um, in the Mahaprabhu phrase to... Become a speck of dust at the, at the feet of Krishna. And so I'm wondering why can't Shantarasa be emphasized like, uh, the most and like let everything come from there since appreciation is the basis of all loving relationships? The object uh, of Shantarasa, the Vishayalambana, the object of that kind of love, hmm, is Paramatma. Therefore, the yogis like this, some jnanis, and so forth, not Krishna. Hmm? There may be, no doubt, some kind of shantaras there. If Krishna is Rasaraj, by that logic, then, and he's Rasaraj in Vrindavan, so some idea of shantaras is there, and different acharyas have said different things about that, but it's not emphasized. Hmm? It's emphasized in the sense that you're talking about it, that, that appreciation uh, uh, of the, the beatific vision or something is, is, um, is there in Dasya, and then there's more as well. Mm-hmm. So it's carried into that. But also it, it has no active service. Hmm? And you know, the Paramatma is still, Krishna's moving. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if you want to keep a fo- focus on him, you've got to get up and move around. <laughs> Follow him, serve him. <laughs> Something like that. Hmm? Shantarasa sometimes described as appreciate, just an appreciation. Gratitude, I don't know, like a gratitude, like this witnessing the fascinating reality of of, of, of Brahman or Paramatma in meditation, people in people in Gola in Vaikuntha doing meditation, they have groups and they do that are like yogis and they do meditation. So, but it's it's there in in a sense that all that is present in Shantarasa is there in Dasirasa and and, and something more. What's the time? Two Okay. We'll stop there. Krantras Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Gaur Bhaktivinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi.